it's Sunday, July 4th, um, and there are fireworks going off right now. Uh, so uh, if you hear anything in the background, that's what it is outside of my apartment. Meantime, I got a call at about 8 p.m. this evening from the Gatlinburg Police Department. I only sent them one letter, and that letter is actually posted on my blog. That's all I sent. And I sent that le same letter to other people. So I'm very concerned about what caused my niece's house to be blown up on May 29th. Her husband's name is Robert. My uncle's name is Robert. He was um, retired in the U uh, USMC. And so was her husband. He went into the USMC. He probably knew my uncle. And that's how my niece met him. I, I presume. I don't know. Uh, but my uncle was no longer in the USMC when she got married. Um, it's quite entangled. Because I think my uncle is involved with black operations helping the CIA. So um, uh, I severed ties with him because he used my social security number uh, on the purchase of a Mercedes Benz he bought for his wife. He's rich, he was rich. This was 20-some years ago, and I severed ties, and I told my father the reason why was because he used my Social Security number so he could save himself thousands of dollars on sales tax, and that's what, and it also flatlined my credit, so I had nothing um, I, I really had to scramble to get an apartment, um, and, uh, get furniture in it on my own. I had a brother that lived right down the street from the apartment that I started renting. No help. Another brother that lived three blocks away. No help. A sister that lived, um, three or four blocks away, maybe like a half a mile. No help. That's what it happens. And I'm disabled from, a, from being hit by a 20-ton truck. So that's it. You know, I, I mean, I have done my utmost best to survive under very nefarious circumstances. And I am not responding to this officer and I'm very concerned about what's going on here. I received a suspicious call from a police detective at the Gatlinburg Police Department this evening on Sunday, July 4th. The mail does not even get delivered on Sundays. 
so what is going on? Why did they wait now to, to uh, call me? I'm calling my voicemail. Again, I have to call my voicemail again because they're messing with it. Enter your password. Press pound. I have three saved messages. Each message. This is Detective Cindy Myers with the Gallimard Police Department. I'm contacting you about letters that the Gallimard Police Department continues to receive. If you can call me back, it's area code eight six five Thank you. So that's it. I am not. Oh. 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 I am not uh, calling this detective back. I did. I only sent one letter. So already that detective has shown to me that there's not a good outcome for me if I call them. I did nothing wrong. My letter even stated no reply expected. I was very concerned about my niece. The blowing up of their house should be greatly investigated and by now they should know what the cause was. So are they withholding information? Nevertheless, I stated what I had to state and, and that's it. I have you no know, communication with my relatives, uh, but I certainly did not want anything like this to happen to them. So, um, that's it. I, um, just am going to submit this to my podcast since it's not working for uh, me to post on my blog. I will try again and um, see if it works, but I will post this on my anchor.fm that, uh, that, or sports slash terracotta blog. So that's it. Um, this is just, uh, for my own defense, basically. But I also am ser searching for uh, the results of the arson investigation. It was obviously arson on their house. 
and uh, there was a, a mall that was bombed in Nashville, Tennessee. And the body cam of a police officer specifically showed the officer making a gesture and that's when the bombs went off. I don't know what the causes are. I don't know what the effects are. They may have been... Uh, they may have decided to detonate it when that officer made a gesture to imply that officer was involved. So there is like a really deep, corrupted uh, underground that has to be removed from this country. And, and yes, I am disgusted to have an uncle that is a gigolo, and that's how he became rich. So, um, my father understood why I severed ties with him, and um, I had to struggle my whole life. And he probably stalked me my whole life because he stalked me at my apartment building that I live in now. He didn't have the decency to call me or send me a letter. And other people have done the same thing. Other people from my life that I, I have had no communication to with for years has done this has come over and stalked me. So, um, that's, um, that, that's all I want to say. Thank you. I would also like to add some, uh, circumstances that are reflective of the satanic underground. And they use ciphers and codes and they um, claim that it's like a hex that they put on people. Um, all of it is just messing with people's heads, basically. But it's real and it's behavior that's reflective of their deceptions. My... Um, you may know that um, 9 and 11 are two of their favorite satanic numbers. Going back in history, 9 and 11 had some religious um, uh, meaning, yet they, t they have twisted it to, to mean other things that are nefarious. And, um, so I'm just focusing in on those two numbers right now. Um, Zachary Hubbard has Gematria Effect News, although his videos keep getting shut down. So all he, uh, talks about from, you know, my, uh, uh, checking on his 
videos every once in a while is sports and how he's able to predict who's going to win. Um, he basically has stopped talking about the news and how much intertwined the news is. Um, but it's particularly distressful to me that he is not emphasizing the need to take down this nefarious underground. And um, I'm almost getting the impression that he likes to play this social badminton. But um, his videos do get taken down, so I, you know, um, I have mixed feelings about it. And, um, so anyways, um, in regards to my, um, uh, niece's situation and her mother, her brother, her bro younger brother died. Um, and this anonymous letter that I got that I posted on my blog, publiusroots.com, uh, indicates that. The person that signed it just said they were me. Just like the attorney that represented LVNV in my hearing on the 20th, which was nine days before her house was blown up. I mean, there was absolutely nothing left. The house was disintegrated. I, you know, and if you look up the video, um, I shared one link, I think, on my blog, and other news stories have shown the same thing. Uh, all that was left was like a, a portion of their garage, which would have to be um, taken down before it was rebuilt. I mean, it was it was so badly destroyed, and her two vehicles in the garage were destroyed so um it could have been a laser attacks um they could have been bombs like what they used in the boston bombing and or or um in the nashville um uh mall in december of 2020 uh there's all kinds of possibilities so, um, her father died and he was 74, seven plus four equals 11. Her daughter died. She was 18. One plus eight equals nine. So it seems to me that what's going on is these nefarious sociopathic technocrats have uh, plugged into our internet system a program for artificial intelligence to decide who lives and who dies even. And um, when it decides that somebody dies, then they, they seem to be able to order people 
to do the attacks. So um, we have transhumanism. And um, transhumanism is that these people are computer chipped and they're told what to do. There's people that are so-called professionals, like medical doctors, and they don't even have a degree. They don't need, they didn't even take medical um, uh, courses in college. Um, I read about one that was um, practicing in New York City, yet she went to MIT and was a computer programmer. She became a computer programmer. So how does she jump from that to becoming a medical doctor? You know, the first person that created um, vaccinations was not a medical doctor, yet they allowed him to practice medicine in England. And um, his name was Jenner. His last name was Jenner. Just like Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was the first person that came out as a transgender. Although we know that transgenderism has been going on for decades. Jackie Kennedy was a transgender. Michelle Obama is a transgender. There are so many that um, have been profiled and determined. Definitely, they're transgenders. Okay, so I wanted to add this portion um, for anybody that is interested to think about. Um, it's just unbelievable what's going on in our country. And, and unless we stand up to it, it will continue to go on. And we cannot allow them to incite wars. That's what Biden is doing right now. He's attacking countries. He attacked Syria. That we are not being informed by the mainstream media. They only report what the president wants them to report. That's just part of the agenda that has been going on for decades. And it's polluting our minds. And we have to realize this. And we have to do something. We have to hold them accountable. They are draining our economy, committing crimes with government money, and it's got to stop. And people that get paid off, companies that get paid off, including a relative that got $500,000 from Obama. You know, so it hits home to me, and that, and 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 I have stopped uh, communication with my relatives, stemming back to their negligence of my father, deliberate negligence. 
that was so evil when my father gave his all to his family. He loved his family and he sacrificed so much for his own family and they turned around and treated him like trash when he got sick, making them feel powerful. What does that say? That means they're cowards. They don't know. They, they have no sense of civil responsibility. And they just want handouts. Um, so that's, you know, um, that's basically why I have nothing to do with my relatives. Um, and I do what my father suggested. Stay away. Avoid trouble. Don't feed into it. The Cherokee Indians um, and, and other Indian nations, they have this story about the two wolves, the good wolf and the bad wolf. And the one that grows is the one you feed. So I'm sure that's the concept that my father picked up. He was um, an orphan. He was put in a, um, a foster home where he was abused. They were made to sleep under the porch on straw. But somehow, I think his brother uh, became friends with them. With these evil people. And this um, man who was stalking me as a sex stalker was the son of that foster father. His name was Roger Huck. And he was uh, stalking me, and he called me at my parents' home. He was trying to get me to work for him. And the job was a lot easier than what I do now in a restaurant, and I wouldn't have to travel, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is just shortly after my parents got moved to this town. So how is this all lined up? It was obviously lined up because other people were involved with setting it up. And I just told him, leave me alone, you're a pig, on the phone. And shortly after that, I was hit head on by a state, San by a, I, keep, I keep thinking state sander truck. They actually purchased it from the state and then my attorney actually um switched gears and he said oh no no that's not a state yes it was it was a huge sander truck and it was purchased through the state um it was just as big as the one that um was in the town my sister lived in and um in rodman new york and um yet it was completely okay it was okay because I survived. And if I had died, that would have been okay too because then they would have gotten a lot of money. So, um, you know, either way, it was all okay. It didn't matter who caused what. You know, that's that was irrelevant. 
So that's the kind of thing that I had to deal with. My father did stick his neck out many times for me trying to get my rights. I had terribly um, damaged legs. And it was tremendously hard to go up the stairs. And um, I, I had such a hard time. And my younger brother, who I was close to, was no longer that way. He was he was just totally um, put out by anything. And for me to ask him for help to go up the stairs when I just had to go to the bathroom, forget it. You know, that was just really, I owed, I owed for that. And also, there was one time where he just got so mad because he was watching a favorite show that um, I just went on my own and I fell. So I, um, I just told him to get away from me, you know. Um, so I really struggled. The attorney refused to help my father get the house modified so I wouldn't have to go up those stairs. He wanted me to have another accident. And then that way it would reduce his need to defend me, which he cared nothing about. His brother, Frederick Kendall, or um, Donald Kendall, his name was Frederick Kendall. And my niece's last name is Frederick. So, um... They use this AI, artificial intelligence, to, you know, pull all this stuff together. And it's just so sociopathic how they have programmed our, our Internet. They decide these things because they were programmed. It is still a communication device. Our phones are still a communication device. Our computers are still a communication device. No matter how sophisticated, that's what they are. And, and yet, they're, they're trying to create a situation where um, they can be self-governing because they're in their own little world. That's, that's a, a major delusion and they, you know, they, they are known for using drugs, psychotropic drugs. Do they care? Of course not, because everybody should be taking psychotropes anyways. Everybody's supposed to be mentally ill unless they prove that they're not. So, um, and that's the same way that they're doing with the COVID thing. Um, actually, I got that phrase from uh, James Corbett, um, which really makes a whole lot of sense. You know, they're saying that we have COVID unless we can prove that we don't have COVID. COVID doesn't even exist. It's not even anything that, it, um, that has any value. First, it was coronavirus, Wuhan virus. Then they changed the name to coronavirus. How can they even do that? In the scientific world, they're supposed to be able to only 
they have to file for a new nomenclature and a, actually a new um, product, so to speak. You know, so there's something really depraved about all of this. And it has to do with the devil's chessboard. They have certain people lined up in, in certain positions. So they are using them to put forward their agenda. So I apologize for uh, making this such a long podcast. It's already almost 30 minutes. But, um, and, and I, probably nobody will listen to it. Um, but anybody that does, it's, you know, um, yeah, I feel like my life is in danger. But everybody else should too, to some degree. Because we do not have um, a stable government by no means. And a lot of pay-to-play situations are occurring. A lot of, a lot of cases that are in the, the local courts here are fraudulent. These small claims cases. I'm sure of it. And they probably use it to launder crime, criminal money, crime money. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, we um, I order so and so to pay so and so this much money, and it gets funneled through the court. And how much does the judge get? And how much, you know, what the exchange of money is just unbelievably corrupted, and. Um, I was illicitly arrested and the prosecutor that was on the case, Lawrence Mark Hurley, was stealing money from the courthouse. He was stealing money from the um, prosecutor's union. He was the treasurer of the prosecutor's union. And he seemed to have this above the law kind of aura, which people paid homage to. And... He, um, he's got, he, I'm sure he's stolen millions. They, they, um, uh, it was, oh, I can't even remember. It was like over a hundred thousand that, um, he stole, I believe, um, just in a three-year investigation with the prosecutor's union and the, um, Milford courthouse. So you would think that the judges would order more auditing to take place. No, they refused. And they also changed the numerous counts of embezzlement to one count larceny and one count forgery. How could that even happen? It's because the prosecutor on Hurley's case could have given a crap. That's what how it could happen. They're all playing um, theater. You do this, you do that. This is your script, this is my script. It's all planned ahead of time. So, so that's the kind of thing that's been going on and really good people in social media have been trying to emphasize that. Um, really graceful 
Corbett Report, definitely he's been doing it for years. Um, Media Monarchy, who also supports Corbett Report and um, does things on his own. And um, he's a pretty um, hip guy. So some people may say, oh, he's not my type or whatever, uh, you know. Um, nevertheless, he's really trying to relay the truth to those in our country that care about the truth and are struggling. Same with Oppenheimer, um, Branch Project, Diamond. Um, he's shared some things that seem kind of questionable that, you know, so um, things, he has an extreme amount of curiosity and he basically goes where no man other man will go. I mean, he interviewed John McAfee, for instance. So he just recently um, uh, re, uh, posted that interview. That should be helpful for people to understand the kind of person McAfee was and the kind of deception that all these people are are involved with. You know, um, Epstein, you know, um, he, some people think that he's not even dead. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, he certainly deserved to be um, a very, very evil person. But how did he get away with it for so long? It's because he had it in. He was part of the devil's chessboard. And he was helping take money, not make money. So that's kind of it in the basic sense of this. Um, it can be more fully uh, explained by really graceful Corbett Report, Truth Stream Media. Um, those are just a few that I can think of offhand. Joe Embriano. He's he doesn't even care about making money off from his bloggers is, you know, he's got several blogs and I certainly suggest that um, anybody that has the time to look at them because they are um, all prepared with good intent. And even if it may seem like his. Um, He's uh, overly worried about certain things. Take it into consideration because what he says about vaccinations, it's spot on. And, and we, we have to take care of our health now. We're, we're a sick society. And, and, um, and a lot of it has to do with a very corrupted medical society that will kill patients and they've been doing that they killed my father and they did it my brother was in on it he my brother wanted it and he lied to me and he said he was coming down to help me get him into a decent nursing home and instead he had my father taken off his medications and put in hospice how could they do that without his permission?
he was um he he used the CEO of the nursing home that he was abused in. My brother did not care one rat's patootie about his father, and he actually killed my father from doing these things. And he admitted that he came down to kill my father when he got him in hospice because he knew I couldn't do anything about it. So what? So so that's that's the kind of thing that's going on. It's not just happening to me. And I grieve plenty over these things. I have my moments. Um, it's, life has just been so hard for me. And, you know, why are people from my life that should be, um, you know, um, decent enough to contact me why are they, uh, you know, just stalking me and looking on? Why are they doing that? Have I not been victim enough? Or is it because, oh my God, she actually reports things. She tells people things. You know, that's the whole thing. Um, I was not one to just sit and not do anything when something was wrong, when somebody was wronged. That's the way I grew up. And my father was proud of me for that. Um, for the most part. Sometimes I, um, uh, when I was much younger, I was a little bit outspoken. And, um, and it was uh, used for nefarious purposes like adults do when they're crooked. You know, they'll take a child's uh, a statement and say, oh, your child said this. You know, when I'm talking mainly about an accident that occurred, a guy was going like 100 miles an hour down the highway and he hit, slammed into my father and it was like he was trying to kill my father because he slammed right into the driver's side of the of the car. And um so and I was in the passenger side. Um this was in the 70s, early 70s. So um we didn't have to wear seatbelts then. And um the injuries that my father had, the injuries that I had, we just had to deal with them with ice and aspirin, <laughs> you know, because um, the police officer could have cared less about the fact that that guy didn't give him the right of way. It was at a four, um, it was, it was at a, um, a four way yet um, that guy was going like a hundred miles an hour and my father was had to cross over the four-way and um actually he um he had to turn that's right he, did, he didn't have to cross he had to turn so he's going in the same direction as that man was 
but that man slammed right into his car. So, um, and they could have determined his speed just from, uh, you know, doing certain checks. But I told him that that man was going very fast. It was like a hundred miles an hour. So, um, but, uh, he just listened to the part where my father had to go to the hospital and see my mother, blah, 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 you know, cause that's where we were going. So, um, anyways, I'm sorry for taking so much time here, but, um, you know, nobody will probably care anyways. Uh, uh, hopefully they will because it's not just about me living in fear every day and having terrible things happen to me, having my apartment vandalized. My water pick was recently broken. I mean, um, it was not broken when I washed it and I put it back in, uh, into the thing and I had to wash it because somebody put something to and contaminated the water that was in it. Uh, um, it was visibly contaminated. I, I, apparently they just figured that I was just going to use the water pick and not look at the water. I, I, I look at, uh, you know, if I leave water in my water pick, I look at the water first because there's nothing here that I've been, I've been poisoned here, um, so badly that I had to be on Cipro for 10 days on two occasions. And I was really sick. I couldn't even see the doctor the second time. I was just so sick and I, um, I was in the bathroom throwing up and, um, and I said it was the same pain that I had before. So my doctor gave me, um, she ordered the medicine, but what happened was my doctor actually told me that she had her staff tell me that she was retiring and it was just to keep me from questioning why she was telling me she was refusing me as a patient. It was because this crooked bureaucracy put pressure on her. That's why. She was the best doctor that anybody could ever ask for. And, um, and I, I recently found out that she never did retire. So um, she was just trying to... Um, her, her staff were lying to me so they wouldn't have to confront the truth. So, um, I, I really just not at all impressed with how her staff, uh, handled this, but nevertheless, um, that's just the way of the medical world. And, you know, if you don't play their game, they're going to make you pay in some way. So, um, that's, that's the whole point. And, um, I, my, my apple cider vinegar was peed in. It smelled like urine. And, um, so who, I mean, 
I, I could go on. Um, it's very scary to just eat anything because it's, it's stressful. But um, I, uh, when I make something, I make sure that it's with ingredients that I have uh, absolute confidence in that is not going to bother anybody. Mainly, it's things that I just buy that can't be tampered with by somebody. And, and I'll make, um, um, make things, you know, like I made some oatmeal energy balls. And, um, you know, so, um, but if, is, if it's something that some, somebody could have tampered with, then I will not offer it to anyone. So, so that's kind of, um, the struggles that I have and I'm sure that other people have similar circumstances. And if you don't think that it can't happen to you, you better think twice. Because this country is being suffocated by corruption. And we need to have law and order so uh, and if you know the ones that are supposed to be administering the law are corrupted it makes it a lot more difficult but you know they they're using military affidavits in such a nefarious way that alone should make the military just roll over there's military people that are um, murdered, not from warfare, murdered from, from insiders in government. And I'm, I'm talking about General Green. He had um, two master's degrees and a bachelor degree. <coughs> he was shot by a sniper, just like Martin Luther King was. And Martin Luther King was not a terrorist. Um, I really was uh, disappointed with Zachary Hubbard describing him as part of the cabal. He was not. And um, uh, J JFK was part of the cabal. His family did so much bootlegging and stuff, but it doesn't mean that every kennedy person that's in the kennedy family is is like that that by no means and obviously um you know robert kennedy probably had some uh good intentions to to you know to uh eradicate criminals i'm not sure I was too young to be able to be aware of what was really going on. And they alter our news constantly. They alter our history. Maybe, maybe the history guy has some, some insight on that. Sometimes he puts a little bit of a spin on it to favor certain people, like even Donald Trump, who is a career criminal. So we had... Career criminal number one versus career criminal number two to um, deal with um, uh, f for choices for voting. I didn't even vote 
the, the elections are rigged anyways. I mean, to have two crooks run for president? How can that even happen? And, um, and, and, and the Clintons were definitely, you know, we know more about the Clintons than we do Trump. And, um, two boys, Henry, last name Henry, last name Ives, they were murdered for reporting that, um, they saw a drug drop or actually they didn't know what it was, a helicopter that was dropping material and the helicopter was a state the state helicopter that bill clinton had specially made so that the whole side would open ed bradley interviewed him and what happened to ed bradley he had um his his uh blood was poisoned they said he died of leukemia yeah right his blood was poisoned. My younger um, nephew, my niece's um, younger brother, my niece in Tennessee, her brother died and they said that it was from blood poisoning. Oh, it was because he was doing drugs. Yeah, right. That is a pass off to say, I don't care. I don't want to be responsible. I don't care about the truth. So what if he's um, a relative? We don't give a crap. We only give a crap about um, our little society that we've created. And in some cases, a cult, a religious cult. That's what the, that's what's all they care about. And they don't care about being civilly responsible not even for their own relatives i know i've been on the end where you know i don't get any 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 uh um support or help you know just getting information you know in the 1970s we didn't have computers we didn't have internet to look up things and and i was on crutches and for over three months after I got out of the hospital and I was in the hospital for three months. So, you know, just asking a simple question, what's no, the no fault law? Oh, ask your attorney. I had a lying attorney. Oh, well, he's a multimillionaire. You can't say he lies. I mean, that's just the kind of pathetic thought process that they have. That's the kind of that pathetic thought process that Billy Graham had. He hung out with all the big wigs. He didn't care about um, justice. It was just us. That's all he cared about. So, you know, he had a he played his role in society. That's all it was. And um, that's, you know, I, I just I want to emphasize those things. Um, and I thank you for 
whoever listens to this, this, this podcast is not monetized, nor am I going to get it monetized. This has to stop. I've gone through hell in my life so many times. My, my, um, uh, hamstring was badly torn. It was a grade four. I was bleeding internally and the ER doctor said, oh, you just bumped it. I'll give you crutches just to, you know, make you feel better. And I was crying. I, I, you know, I was in so much pain and the guy in front of me caused me to, to have that, um, hamstring tear. I tried to report it to the police. The paramedics got the police before I left the train station. Yet they actually removed the report. The officer took my information and it was like, I I didn't know how well she was, you know, going to report it. I had no idea. I was in just agony. Three weeks later, I saw finally see a medical doctor. The ER doctor would not even help me get an urgent visit. And um, that medical doctor said, oh, you have to have surgery. I said, you think I'm going to have surgery here? I'll be, I'll, I'll be killed. No way. So I saw another, uh, uh, he referred me to a surgeon and that surgeon said, well, um, I think you can heal on your own. It's just going to take longer. So that's what I did. So, um, that's the kind of, um, you know, things that we have to watch out for. We have to be vigilant. And, um, there's, there's just no two ways about it. You have to take responsibility and you have to make sure that they're not um, taking advantage of you. And if you are, speak out. Don't just um, quiver. This is supposed to be a free country. So don't allow it to be a socialist country anymore. Because that's what it is now. Thank you.